Today's guest is Laura Smith. She's the Director of Marketing at Ardent. And Laura is a big supporter of mentorship and loves to mentor others, which is why she also volunteers with ACTIAC as a coach for the Associates 2022 program. And, and that's kind of how Laura and I met. I, I actually had not met her before that, but we do have a shared passion for mentoring and really um, looking out for those who are coming behind us. So thanks for joining me today, Laura. Yes, it's so great to be here. Thank you for inviting me to be on here, Jeremy. And it's been so great to get to know you through the Associates program. Yeah, I can't wait. We have another happy hour even this week. So I'm looking forward to it. It's a great so, group. So for somebody who hasn't had a chance to, to meet you, get to know you, talk to you personally, uh, share a bit about your background, where you're from, who you are, and what you do. Sure. So I grew up in Florida. Um, I am a, an avid uh, University of Florida Gator fan, um, and I'm excited that the college football is coming up. Um, interestingly, I, I majored in uh, public relations, but I went into a career in banking um, oh. after I graduated from college, which was very unusual. Um, not really my cup of tea, but I have to say that it um, it was a really good experience in terms of learning about budgeting and, and mm -hmm. you know, looking at, at financials and those type of things. Um, then left there and went to something completely different. Um, I spent a number of years in the nonprofit sector um, working for some very large charitable organizations, um, including the United Way, um, as well as Easter Seals, um, corporate fundraising. So I worked with a lot of the very large companies like Delta Airlines, Disney World, um, some of those um, on raising money for the community. Um, and United Way in particular has a number of, in each area, they fund um, a number of charities within it's, it's kind of, they're, they're like the, the collector um, and then distribute out the funds. So it was, it really made me feel like a part of the community. Um, and it was a great experience, a lot of public speaking and, and, you know, it, it, I was young at the time and it really taught me to kind of hone the message. Um, you know, you're trying to give people to part, get people to part with their money. Yeah. Um, and so you really have to like make the case for it. Um, so did that um, and then took a few years off and um, I had my kids um, and was being a mom and um, ended up teaching at their kindergarten um, for a few years, um, which is interesting. I really have a lot of twists and turns yeah, Jeremy, in my background. This is um, awesome. It, it's, I did not have a teaching background um, and preschool was very short on teachers um, and they asked to come teach kindergarten. Um, and I have to say it was, it was a very fun experience. Um, and as you know, that age says very funny things. So um, it was great. And I always tell people, you know, when else are you going to have a job where you just get, you know, people tell you that they love you all day and you're beautiful and you're the greatest thing that's ever happened and bring you flowers and all that. So I, for some reason, I've never had that again, besides, besides the kindergartners. So, um, and then I, you know, I stumbled upon a job at ACT-IAC um, to run the professional development programs. Um, and it was interesting because it just, it was one of those random things that I happened to see on indeed.com. And I, I thought, Hey, you know, that looks interesting. Um, and so I went to go work with DIAC and I, um, ran at that time, there was only me. Um, so I was in charge of the associates program and the Voyagers and the partners, which you know about Jeremy, the, the three professional development programs, as well as the fellows, the alumni group. Um, and that's really what, um, 
what really kicked off my passion for the GovCon industry. You know, I really saw how, um, you know, bringing together people from government and industry can just make such an impact, you know, and having those conversations and, and becoming friends with these people, you know, having opening up the lines of communication so that you're not just having a sales conversation. It's, mm. it's a personal conversation and you develop these relationships and trusted relationships, um, which I think is all to the good. And I learned so much about technology um, and met so many amazing people uh, on, on both the government and the industry side. Um, and just, you know, just like I said, really, really became passionate um, about helping make our government better. Um, so I was there for a few years. I, I felt like I wanted to kind of advance. I loved it, but I felt like I needed to advance my career. Um, I ended up going to a marketing and PR agency, um, which was interesting because the agency world uh, is very different. Right. Um, so I was still continuing to work with um, some of the nonprofit associations in our industry. I, I worked a lot with FCA Bethesda and FCA DC. Um, and then I left there and I went to go work for Attain. Um, and I, I was initially brought in as, a, um, as someone to manage the partner relationships with some of our partner companies and our teaming partners. Um, shortly after I got there, um, our federal marketing person left and my boss, the chief marketing officer came to me and she said, you know, I think you would be really great at this. Would you, would you take this? <laughs> and I said, okay. And she said, well, we'll backfill your position. Um, and then as things go, um, you know, that it was never backfilled. Uh, and so I was doing both of those roles. Uh, but it really introduced me to a true marketing function. Um, and, you know, really trying to connect what my company was doing to needs of the government and trying to, again, like, you've got to know your audience, you know, and it, it's so critical. It's not just going in and saying, hey, we do all of these things. It's this is what we do. This is what you need. This is how those two things fit together. And I think it's, you know, being in marketing is really about knowing your audience and being a storyteller and being a storyteller that knows how to connect with all different types of audiences. Because the way that I might come in and talk to you um, would be completely different than I might go in to somebody else. So it's, you know, it's, it's that really just understanding um, understanding the psychology of people, understanding the technology, um, understanding like the way that you do messaging. Um, so I just, I just really loved it. It, it you know, in many ways was a, a natural fit for me, um, even though I had never done kind of purely um, marketing before. Um, we went through an acquisition. We were acquired uh, by uh, Maximus, which is a very large company. Um, and I went there and did something very similar, was doing um, federal marketing um, and then got an opportunity to, um, you know, again, I, I was kind of at the point that I really wanted to advance. Um, and Ardent had a director of marketing position open and they had never, they had, they were small and had just graduated to kind of a mid-tier company. They had never had someone um, on the team that was specifically doing marketing. And I thought it was such a great um, 
I thought it would be such a great experience to really go and be able to kind of craft and create um, a marketing department for them. Um, so I have been there about three months um, and I love it. And um, as I was telling you, um, you know, before we started recording, um, culture is very important to me. And when I was looking around, you know, that's one of the things that I was looking for. Um, and I always tell young people that I'm mentoring and many of our associates, I've told them, I say, I know it's easy to look for um, what the title is or what the pay is uh, or what the company name is. You know, it's a, one of the big players and you want to go work there. But a big part of your success will be, will come from what the culture of the company is because typically a great culture is going to help you grow and they're going to be there to mentor you, to help you along um, in your journey. And I think it's something that I didn't realize when I was that age. Um, and I try to make sure that, that young people now understand that that's so important as well. So that's a little bit of my, um, that's my journey. And like I said, there have been many twists and turns, but I think as I always tell people, sometimes when you have done many different careers throughout your life, um, it's amazing how much, how, what great perspectives you gain from all of those things and how you're able to put all of those things together. Wow. And I have some interesting questions. So what, one, so I, I'm, a, I'm a guy who <laughs> has never had to do what you did, which is step away from a career because of children. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's scary. Yeah. And then and you come back into the workforce. So how, yeah. how did you make that transition work? Yeah. You know, it was really tough because I, um, I was, I've always been very ambitious. I'm very career oriented. Um, and, uh, my, my husband at the time, um, had a job where he traveled nonstop. And so it just really wasn't realistic. Um, and so I made the choice to, to step away and it, and it was, it was tough and, you know, it was a very rewarding time. Um, to be able to raise my kids and um, be with them and take them to do things and, and be there for all the first in their lives. Um, but I always knew um, that I would be going back into the workforce. And, you know, I think it's a really tough decision for parents um, because it's, there's many times not a good answer. You know, there's no necessarily, it's not black and white, you know, what's going to work. Um, and I think, you know, I also wanted to be, a, you know, I really wanted to be an example for my son and daughter of, you know, of someone that, you know, was very career oriented um, and was going to go out there and make it happen. I, um, I, when they were very young, I went through a divorce and I was a single mother. Um, and, you know, I really wanted them to see that example of being able to be independent and going out and, and getting what you want, you know, and, and pursuing something that you're really passionate about. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, it's such a tough challenge. And I think, yeah. um, you know, as workplaces, right, we need to be aware of that and supportive both of somebody who's leaving the workforce, but also of the people who are coming back into the workforce after that. Um, Definitely. And, you know, Jeremy, I think it's, you know, I think it's interesting because now in this kind of post COVID world, um, where so many people work remotely, you know, I look back now and I think, well, I could have, you know, I, I really could have had some flexibility to 
able to make it happen. But um, in those years, they're just, if you were not in the office five days a week, um, it was not going to happen. And so I think I'm happy to see that workplaces are, and it's funny because it got pushed upon us kind of by COVID, but I think it's been a great education for a lot of companies and how people can still be very productive but also have a balance with their personal life and their life outside of the office, especially in the DC area. DC is very intense. Um, we're all about work. We're all about, you know, um, you know, working hard and putting in a lot of hours. And I think it's been a good reset, I think for some people to kind of balance their life out a little bit better. That's so true. Well, and, and uh, you mentioned before we start recording that today's an anniversary for you, which Yes. Is another question. So you know, you this is five years cancer uh, cancer survivor. Yeah. What was li that like when you're trying to manage a career and then you have a major health yes. issue? Oh, it it was it was amazing. I you know had always been someone that was in very good health. Uh, my diagnosis came as a complete shock um, to me, and there was a as soon as I was diagnosed, I went into this very fast. Um, world of doctor's appointments and surgery and treatments and all of these things. And, you know, I think the thing that helped me a lot was to continue to work and to just take one step at a time. You know, it was what you need to do next. The next thing is going to doctor's appointment and the next one is going to this. And um, it was a, a very, very difficult um, few months, um, but I had so much support um, from friends and family and from our community in, in the GovCom space. I mean, it, it was amazing. You know, I think when you go through something very difficult like that, um, you know, you, you really see like people, people step up. You know, and, and I was, I was, uh, it made me feel really, really great. And it, um, you know, I think that experience just gave me such perspective about a lot of things in life and about work. Um, and, you know, a few of the things just to mention kind of that, that, you know, coming out on the other side, you know, I, I decided I'm not going to settle, you know, I'm not going to settle professionally. I'm not going to settle personally. Um, I think, you know, when you see your life flash before your eyes, you know, it's, it's a real reset, you know, and, and then you're kind of like, you know, why should I keep doing someone, something that is not feeding my soul, that is not something that I'm passionate about. Um, and so, you know, that was a big lesson that I learned, um, you know, also be courageous, you know, and, and go after what you want. And then, you know, finally, Jeremy, I think it's this idea of sometimes the thing, sometimes really, really bad things in your life end up having some silver linings. Um, and that was definitely the case for me. Um, it was a big reset. Um, it changed kind of my trajectory in a lot of ways. Um, and so it's one of those things that I look back and I think, you know, it was kind of a blessing in disguise. And I talked to many other um, cancer survivors and survivors of other um, diseases or accidents or anything else. And they will, so many of them will tell you, like, it's so horrible, but good came out of it as well. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm kind of a very motivational person. So I'm always trying to kind of impart this to um, you know, to people that I talk to and that, that haven't really gone through that. And some of the young people that we mentor um, and tell them, you know, don't wait for something like that, you know, 
go just decide what you want to do and be really don't settle don't settle for for something that's not right for you that doesn't feel right that's not the right culture that's not the right relationship even um you know i tell people don't settle personally or professionally um it's just there's no good that's going to come of it so um so like i said you know a lot of good um came out of that situation um and i am extremely thrilled um, to hit that five-year mark. That is, as you know, um, a very, very big um, milestone um, for people that have survived cancer. Yeah, that's awesome. So it sounds like going back to when you did college and then jumping all the way forward, yeah. you've come full circle. You, you said you, you know, uh, you're, it sounds like you're working yeah. in the space you got educated for, even though you had yes. some twists and turns along the way. Yeah. Um, how does that feel? So I know you've only been in this job for three months now, yeah. you know, controlling yeah. your own destiny and crafting yeah. marketing for what to me would be very scary because that that small to mid-sized jump is yeah. make or break for so many companies. Yes. How how are you feeling about that? <laughs> it's it's actually it's actually great. You know, it's been um it's been very exciting. And what I like about it is there are so many jobs that you know, your day to day, you don't necessarily see the fruits of it right away. And I think I've been able to put some things in place that have paid a lot of dividends very, very quickly. Um, you know, right now I'm, I'm building up the, the social media um, and it's been, it's, it's really, really exciting to know that something that you did and that you created is making this big, this big impact this quickly. Um, and, you know, it's funny because you were talking about I had majored in public relations in college and then I never worked in public relations. So it's kind of ironic. And I think, you know, so many um, college students worry about what they're going to major in. Uh, and sometimes I tell people, you know, in a lot of careers that you're going to go after, it just doesn't matter. Um, obviously, if you're going into something highly technical or, you know, something like that, you know, you're going to need to major in that. But of all the people that I know, I, you know, I talk to so many people and they say, well, I majored in math and now I'm working in public relations or I have a teaching, you know, I, I majored in education and now I'm working in, in a tech at a tech company. And, and so, you know, I tell people it's not, you know, in my opinion, college is a lot about teaching you how to think. Um, and it doesn't have to like, don't necessarily just close yourself into thinking that you majored in something. So then you have to go into a certain kind of career, you know, really explore and think about, you know, what the things that you're interested in and, and kind of see like what the path would be like for you. And that's why I'm such a big believer in mentorship, because I think, you know, young people in college age or just coming out of um, college you know, go talk to people. If you have a field that you're interested in, go talk to people and say, what's it really like? Right. You know, what is it really like? What's a day in the life for you? What have you done? How did you get to this point? What's, you know, what would I have to do to be able to get ahead in this world? And I think that's something that, you know, me coming out of college, I just, I just don't think it, that just wasn't in place. I didn't have kind of trusted mentors that I could go to and ask those questions. Um, but yet it's so important mm -hmm. because what, you know, when you major in something in college, you have absolutely no idea of what it <laughs> is right. actually going to be like, right? <laughs>
Yeah, you end up finding out most of the education was something for many years ago in your career. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wow. So as you've gone through this uh, interesting and varied career, what's yeah. something that you've seen or witnessed that if we came to you, Lauren, said we uh, we need, you know, what's something you would change if you had the power to change yeah. it or at least had the power to bring it to our attention and say we should be considering a change what would that be for you? You know, for me, and this and this comes from the type of role that I have, but I think um, too many companies do not pay attention to creating a great culture and a great mm -hmm. workplace. I think companies, and of course, this has to be the case, um, are focused on profits, and it's talking specifically about an industry. Obviously, it's different in government. Um, but so many companies are, are very worried about the bottom line, meeting you know certain deadlines. Um, and what is happening is that their employees are don't feel connected. They don't feel what I call sticky to the organization. Um, and what happens is then when when a recruiter calls or somebody else comes along, it's easy to have some of your people taken away. And I think, you know, companies need to start thinking about not just, you know, seeing things in a, in, in, with tunnel vision of like, we've got to make these numbers. We, you, you have got to keep your eye. And I say, particularly the people that are your top performers, mm -hmm. you need to be having constant conversations with them to make sure that they have a career path, that they know where they're going next. Um, you know, a lot of times your good performers are the people that just one day say that they're gonna leave and they leave. And, you know, they'll, you know, it's not any, that there was really anything wrong. It's just that they didn't feel overly connected um, to the organization. And I think, you know, having real, really solid career paths that people know you can come in and this is your trajectory. I mean, it can change, but this is kind of a path that you can take where you feel like you know what the next step is gonna be. And you feel that your organization values you and is going to listen to your opinion um, and is going to, it's a collaborative environment, um, I think is so, so critical. And I think that now where there are many, many open jobs in mm -hmm. our, you know, not all over the country, but especially, you know, here in our area, I think companies are learning that, you know, somebody could go be a DevOps engineer at a number of companies. What would make them come to yours? The salaries might be the same. The job may essentially be the same. What is, what are those factors that are going to bring someone specifically to your organization? And I think, you know, companies really being able to articulate that. And that's something that I'm really trying to help my own company articulate. I think that is so critical. And I would like to see more companies really thinking about people as a whole um, and not just as this person has this job title and this is the job they do. They're thinking of them holistically um, and making sure that they are satisfied in their work and that they, um, they are excited about what they do every day. That's so interesting. I remember almost every job change. It's always been because, not because the place was bad, although, yeah. although, although I have some interesting stories 
Um, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but some of more they because I was right. looking for that next um, step yes. in my career and yeah. nobody at my current place articulated that there was an opportunity in that respect. That's, yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And, you know, you'll have these really great people in your organization and you almost take them for granted because they just do a great job. They don't, they're just plugging along, doing an, an incredible job. Um, and then all of a sudden they leave. And again, you know, it's not necessarily that they, that they were unhappy, but they didn't see themselves there in the future. They didn't see what their part piece of the puzzle would be um, in the, you know, when looking at the whole organization. Yeah, I'm a big fan of remote work, but it's going to be even more challenging with remote work. Yes, absolutely. Yes. We talk about that a lot. You know, how do you keep people connected um, when they are in different cities, different states, um, different countries even? Right. Um, you know, how do you make people feel engaged with your company um, and feeling like they're connected to other employees? Because that piece of it it's not just feeling connected to the company as a whole, but it's feeling connected to your coworkers, which I think is another big part of feeling truly engaged at a company. That's true. So, so what's next for you, uh, Laura? Some, let's, let's see, coming up in the near future. Yeah, so, you know, I'm just always, um, you know, I'm always kind of looking for that next step. Um, I'm so happy where I am right now. And I think this is a great challenge um, for me right now to really build um, a marketing program. You know, I'm also constantly learning um, I make a concerted effort to constantly be learning about technology and to be learning about what's going on in our industry, because I think those kind of things help. Um, and I think it's so important to stay involved in organizations like ACT IAC, uh, because it really does keep you connected with what's going on um, in our world, what's going on in the government, you know, what's going on in technology. Um, and so, you know, I, I see myself definitely staying in marketing. I, like I said earlier in the conversation, I think it's, it's kind of my personality and my natural skills, um, fit very perfectly with that. And I think, you know, I'm lucky to have found kind of a career that's just a really good fit, um, for me. And so it's funny because who would have thought, right. I've been in all, all these other jobs and then you know, in middle age, I finally kind of land in, you know, what I wish that I was doing all the time, but I think had I been doing it all the time, I would have probably a different perspective and I wouldn't have had the, the experiences that mm. I had that probably make me better at my job um, than if I had not done all those other careers. That's awesome. Well, Laura, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, you're a joy to be around. Uh, you and I can bounce off of each other with our extrovertedness. Yes. And I'm, I'm yes. looking forward to seeing you in person soon. Absolutely. Thanks for, so much for having me, Jeremy.